Hello, and welcome to The Exit, presented by Flippa, the world's largest marketplace to buy and sell online businesses and startups. The Exit is a 30-minute podcast featuring amazing entrepreneurs who have been there and they have done it. The Exit talks to operators who have bought and sold businesses of all different sizes. You'll learn how they did it, why they did it, and get exposure to the world of Exits. It's a world occupied by a small few, but accessible to many. Now, on this episode, I sit down with Patrice Barber. She's an awesome entrepreneur that focused heavily on the marketing space. And we go through the details of her exit with multiple businesses. And we go through kind of the the overlap that she witnessed from these different uh, industries that she was in. And she focused heavily on lending. And then that was acquired, uh, you know, after a you know, kind of crazy situation that she goes deeper into in the in the interview that I want you guys to really learn from. And also, she goes on to start a company in the digital marketing space that gets acquired by Crazy Good Marketing is the name of the business out of Denver. And she goes on to create some incredible businesses and share some awesome wisdom. And she's currently the CEO and founder of Career Connects. So without further ado, let's sit down and have a good conversation here on The Exit with Patrice Barber. All right, everybody. Today, I am joined by Patrice Barber. She is the CEO and founder of Career Connects. How are you doing, Patrice? I'm doing great, Steve. Thanks again for having me on your show. Yeah, of course. I'm really excited to kind of dig into your multiple successes as a founder exiting businesses. But before we get there, let's talk about how you got started. What's your background and how'd you get into business and entrepreneurship? Sure. So my entrepreneurial journey actually started pretty early on because at the age of three, we started as a family moving um, around to, it ended up being seven different countries um, across uh, from the time I was three until we got back into high school. Um, and because of learning, you know, having to figure out every two years or so about dealing with a new culture, a new school, new friends, new um, house to live in, new neighborhood, new food, new language, uh, living in Kuwait, Saudi Arabia, Lebanon, Iran, Belgium, France, um, you learn pretty early on to either adapt to and pivot quickly, or um, you can be pretty alone. And I uh, was very blessed to have parents that encouraged me to get out and um, figure out how to put things in place that would help me be a lot better at adapting to change rapidly. So entrepreneurship um, kind of started with that foundation from my parents um, uh, giving me that that piece of of skill sets and wisdom to learn to pivot quickly. Um, I graduated graduated with a degree in industrial engineering and started my first uh, work out of college at Texas Instruments, and was doing um, uh, as a supervisor for. Um, semiconductor manufacturing. I was the only female with 20 colleagues who were 10 to 20 years older than I, I was at the time, um, doing manufacturing, uh, running a manufacturing, uh, semiconductor manufacturing line. And I learned early on to say yes to various kinds of projects. And one of them ended up becoming a global implementation project and um, took me to Japan and and uh, Italy, et cetera, for Texas Instruments implementing um, a certain process and procedure to take them to uh, 
paperless, basically. So big systems implementation. And after about five years, I thought, gosh, I've had to hire people, fire people. I've put process in place. I know about systems. I know about technology. I know everything I need to know to go start my own business doing this thing that I discovered I love to do, which was implementing systems. Um, so I moved to Colorado and started my first company at 29 um, and ran system implementations for Oracle um, Financials and SAP. And that was the first company that I launched. So that's Very how I cool. kind of got started in the whole thing. Very cool. Yeah, I, I think people who appreciate processes can really come in and just nail getting a business up and running very well. Uh, I think just understanding the basics of setting up, um, you know, some core methods to, to scale up and get ready for, you know, business and operations and everything. It's just incredible the amount of people that I talk to that emphasize process people and product and just really trying to figure out how the best, uh, best possible optimizing of those three together. So it's cool that you say that because I, I can relate to that, and I think a lot of people listening can relate to the emphasis on process and how important that is from the early days. It's important, sure. but what I discovered was I knew absolutely nothing about sales <laughs> and marketing. And so mm -hmm. in that first business, I really couldn't scale it up because I didn't have any of that background. And you know, when you're early on, you don't really know what you don't know. So one of the lessons I learned was um, that it's, it's really important to get mentors into your life and uh, begin to, to ask for help as early as possible, or at least for validation of, am I doing this all right? And is there anything else you can think of that I'm missing? <laughs> so that was a big yeah. aha moment. Um, and fortunately, I was asked to come into a, uh, to be a COO in another, an additional company, um, Legacy Funding where um, it was business to consumer, not business to business, business model. And so as a part of that, um, I ended up learning by the fire hydrant method um, all about sales and marketing because what we had the product line that was financial services and what we were selling was mortgages and for residential commercial development, all of that. Um, and the processing piece of it behind the lines and the warehouse line is where my expertise came in to put the process procedures and onboarding of talent and all of those kinds of things were brought to bear. But as a part of that company, I definitely learned massive amounts about sales. And we ramped that up from zero to 5 million in about you know eight, 18 months. And at the time, I didn't think that was a big deal. It's just what you did. But later learned, oh, that's actually pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> and and yeah. we didn't end up in uh, too much debt, nor you know uh, we were able to get profitable very quickly. So so that company um, I did as a partnership, but again uh, as an investor into the company and as a partner in the company, um, I learned pretty early on on that one. Not always the best idea to go into partnership if you can figure out a way to launch your company and um, bring in the talent and pay them in some way where they're not, you're not involved in trying to make decisions um, together as partners, especially if you don't already have, you know, don't have a long history of doing that together because you're somehow colleagues. Uh, major lesson learned on that when I came out. Okay. On that particular exit, uh, but definitely don't recommend it. I didn't know anything about multipliers. 
um, what that meant and how a company should be valued, valuation of a company. That was also not in my vocabulary at the time. So, so it didn't, uh, yeah, not, not the best on the exit on that one. Certainly don't recommend it. Yeah. Well, I, I'm, I'm very familiar with the lending market. I exited a previous company in a peer to peer lending, uh, startup and I'm very familiar with how that works. So zero to 5 million is, is very impressive, uh, for sure. And learning kind of by the fire hose, like you said, is really pretty, pretty incredible. With the exit itself, you know, we can go on to the next one shortly, but I'm curious how, how that started. How did conversations begin in the lending business? That was an interesting thing. We were actually introduced uh, by a mutual contact, um, uh, myself and the CEO founder. And um, we had several conversations about his skills, my skills. Um, he had been in the mortgage industry already and um, had done, you know, formed some partnerships and things of that nature um, with some real estate companies and title companies, et cetera, that needed to all be formed. And I had some relationships with um, developers and um, other types of networks and then brought the, the whole operations piece along with, with my background um, and had that corporate uh, background as well, which, which he you know, definitely did not have. Um, and so that it, it seemed like such a great partnering, you know, such a great um, fit that each party was bringing the necessary skills. Um, and so, so we got started with that. And then fortunately, uh, because I learned from my first company getting started about getting some mentors and the importance of having a, a great attorney and a great bookkeeper, um, we put in place documentation about how we might um, separate out from the company or exit out from the company before we got started so that we had a general game plan about how that would get handled. And that was a very good thing and a very fortunate thing. All right, taking a quick pause here to go over the exit meetups. Now, meetups really are local events with like-minded people from all over the world. I personally went to one in Austin and had a fantastic time. You get to meet others and talk about like growth and doing diligence on successfully acquiring online businesses. And they're just so informing. And fortunately for me, you know, as the host of the exit, I talked at the one in Austin, Texas, and so many people came up to me and were talking about the interviews that we've had here. And it is such a cool way of connecting with owners and investors in a fun environment. So there's been a lot of meetups in the past, and it's a great way to connect and network around, get to know some really cool skills. I still think about the techniques that I, I learned in this Austin, uh, Texas meetup in a really cool hip venue that I still use today when I'm looking through different online businesses uh, to invest in and acquire. And, and there's so many cool things that you can learn from like-minded entrepreneurs that are out there doing diligence and just listening to their stories about how they got started and how they scaled up. So there is a meetup going on in London, and that is at the in late August. There is a meetup in Manchester in late August. Uh, there's one in Lahore that is in mid-September, one in Berlin in mid-September, Frankfurt late September, Dubai in October, and Singapore in October, late October. So all over the world, a lot of local events coming to an area near you with lo locally like-minded uh, business owners. 
did our on the ground floor on Flippa. So definitely check that out at flippa.com slash the dash exit dash meetups. That's flippa.com slash the exit meetups. And there will be links to this in the description, but definitely worth your time going to these meetups and checking them out. 100% worth the networking and just value of hearing other people's stories and feeling like you understand that other people are doing this. (laughs) There are other people out there that are acquiring businesses uh, that are like you. So definitely check that out with a link in the description and let's get back to the show. Very cool. So shifting gears, you know, you, you exit that business and you know, you, you kind of get some expertise you've learned like by fire, all of these different, uh, different pieces of the business and you go on to start another company uh, after that. And this one was more of a successful exit. So let's start there. Where, How did you transition yeah. there? So, so after getting a little bit burnt and a little bit unhappy about the whole situation, <laughs> um, about you know, leaving with less than what I thought I should get and you know, the remorse that you go through, you, you eventually have to pick yourself off the floor and go, okay, what are we going to do next? And um, the part that I loved about what I had been doing was um, working with people, leaders in particular. And I had started coming into um, a bit more of the entrepreneurial community. And I loved working with the entrepreneurs and founders um, on helping them to get their business started because people in my own network were coming to me saying, gosh, you've done this a few times. You really understand how to do it. Yes and no, of course, was my answer. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, I want you to help me get my stuff going. And so I ended up launching what became a digital marketing platform that was done at the same time as um, like HubSpot and Infusionsoft and those types of platforms were being launched that were all-in-one types of of platforms to allow business um, owners to become uh, put their stuff out there digitally in an e-commerce way, whether it was product or service. And it housed the website on it, the CRM in it, the social media stuff funneled into it. It connected over to QuickBooks. So you had pretty much every part of your business could be run through this platform. And we were um, a value-added reseller for it. It wasn't our IP, but we were custom doing the customizations and building a um, subscription-based business, which we ended up taking to um, three continents and five countries within a couple of years. And then across about a six-year period, you know, kind of grew that business. Um, it loved the people that we worked with. And then eventually I came to a realization that I wasn't able to add, I, I, I kind of got, I don't know, burnt out on it or something. Um, I wasn't able to add value for my clients at, in the way that I was when I first had started. And that was kind of the moment where I realized I really need to step out of this because I'm not giving my best for the clients. My team is, I'm not leading my team as well as I should. Um, and I really need to reconsider and make a pivot out of there. Got it. And how long did it take, I guess, from from when you went through the exit with the lending uh, business? What was the 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 length of time in which you know you felt like you got burned a little bit, and when you started the next venture, how how long apart were those? Um, you know, uh, I would say realistically, probably close to two years. Um, you know, you, you kind of go into this ideation phase of, I think I'm going to do this thing or that thing or this variation to the theme. And then um, things in my world, at least, 
things happen and you typically land upon, oh, this is it. Like, and what happened was I actually went to um, a seminar where I was doing some continuing education because that's another one of the big lessons I learned is it's really important to continue to do either workshops or certifications or in some way um, continuous learning as you're going on your journey so that you stay relevant and you stay on top of what is, um, you know, what's going on in the world and both business skills as well as maybe your craft. Like, you know, in my case, as an industrial engineer and loving process and loving systems and technology, um, really key to stay on top of that and, you know, learning about agile and how we've migrated and do software development in different ways, um, as well as keeping the business skills. But it took me a little while to figure out what was the next thing that I really was passionate about and mm-hmm. got excited about, and I'd been in attendance at an event in Chicago and was learning there about mobile marketing and search engine optimization, pay-per-click campaigns, and how this was changing the landscape of the world. Um, and I decided, yes, that is the bleeding edge that I want to jump into and I want to be a part of it. And I, I could see the blending of technology with business owners and helping them to um, enable more business owners to launch. So, mm-hmm. so definitely it took a little bit of soul searching to figure out the next passionate thing. Yeah, most definitely. And kind of going towards the, the helping entrepreneurs is often what I, I see from a lot of people is just helping, helping others start can often be like a, a huge passion uh, for people. So it got acquired by, I think it was crazy good crazy marketing. Good marketing. Uh, yeah. So we brought in the technology piece and they were a shop that, um, and, and still are, that does um, the branding and the messaging and the content and that type of creative. And mm-hmm. um, we were there to help bring this platform and then the subscription-based model and the clients that go with it um, to be a, a nice merger there. And so it was it was more of a merger acquisition where I ended up staying on as COO for another year after we did the merger of it. Um, and then, you know, I, I got bought out of it, et cetera, and then decided, you know, all right, now it's 2017 and um, I've been doing, I think most entrepreneurs end up having one form or another of, of a side gig. You kind of do a main thing and then you have a side thing that t- typically kind of comes along with you. Um, and in my case, I had um, launched a program to work with uh, leaders and a variety of different industries um, to help them with their transitions many of whom were coming into being a founder or co-founder and we put together a program to do it. And so that was kind of my side gig thing while I was running this whole digital marketing company. Um, and people were asking me, you know, Hey, can you run this workshop? Like once a quarter, I'd send out three emails and, and then we would have 20 people show up and we'd work together for six weeks and they'd go do cool things. And it might be that they wanted to go into a next um, senior level role. Like they were in a, uh, you know, a VP of, or VP of this going into the C-suite or a senior level of this and they wanted to switch industries or they wanted to be a co-founder or get on a board. Um, didn't really matter the next step, but that was a program that I had put together along the side. And then that that ended up leading into the current things that I'm doing now. It was, you know, kind of one of those things you work in parallel and things just happen. Yeah, yeah. And I, I've heard that as well. And I can definitely relate to that with side gigs and, you know, as someone who's an avid learner and just most entrepreneurs are trying to figure things out in different industries, that is usually how people learn. If they're, if they're running a business, they learn through starting a business in a new industry as a side gig. 
And it's just sort of how some people really like to, to formulate their, their understanding of an industry is just through business. Yeah, certainly understanding the digital marketing space, that is exactly how that whole thing evolved. You know, mm-hmm. a desire to learn about it and then finding the platform to, to leverage that and then love, you know, just loving bringing um, business owners into it and the transformation that can happen in their business going from paper process and chaos into a nice, smooth online system. Um, mm-hmm. Love, love, love it. And they do too, of course. <laughs> so, yeah. So that was a good actually, <laughs> It's a good, a good segue into being prepared. So the question that I get a lot and I know a lot of people listening are probably curious about is any tips that you could give having multiple successful exits what tips would you share about being prepared? Like what were things that, that you noticed from both of those that you did to make it a little bit less stressful? <laughs> I know just making it a little bit more sh- sh- simple uh, if possible for the exit. Well, so uh, I think in, pre- in thinking about an exit, one of the key things is to um, start a business with the end in mind, which is really difficult to do. It is so easy to say, but it's very, very difficult to think about if I were to leave this business in some way, when would be the earliest I could even consider that? And what might that look like? So thinking about the end in mind, um, really difficult to do, uh, typical exits could be, you know, an acquisition from a total outside company. It could be acquisition from a channel partner. It could be, um, even selling to your existing team members and then ESOP kind of a thing, you know, bringing in a leadership team and then um, having them buy you out. Um, and it can be close the doors and walk away. Not, not ideal, but, you know, I've certainly been through that. But I think um, when I've done the best is when I've taken a little bit of time to think about that at the beginning and what that what it would take to get to those big audacious goals of when I, if I were to sell, what would it look like to sell? How much, you know, minimum revenue do you need in order to be sort of interesting to be purchased? Uh, you know, at a million, there's a lot of mom and pop shops that are out there in that million to maybe 5 million range. Um, plenty of them. And, and there, and there can be very sustained businesses. And that's a certain group that's going to be buying versus the $10 million company and who's buying that. And then you get into, you know, series of, of funding versus debt financing and not fun, you know, not doing any rounds of investors. Um, so I think all those key, key things are important to think about. Most of the time, if you're getting started, you don't even realize the questions to ask. And so, key lesson I learned with early, early on was to get um, great mentors. And those are different people at different stages um, that can help you. Having a bookkeeper and an attorney that are champions of yours is key to that, um, to making for successful businesses. So that would certainly be um, part of the lessons. I think also, um, you know, the continuous learning part, we talked about making time as a as an entrepreneur to, to learn as you go, being curious and carving out a little time for that. Um, being a go-giver, uh, give first and you, you will generally discover that you will receive. Um, I, that was another, that was another good aha for me. And I think maybe most important is taking periodic time to reflect on is what you're doing aligned with the rest of your life and where you're going. And I think, this might apply even more for women sometimes than men. Um, 
we have different phases, all of us in our lives. And it's kind of key to say, is the business that I'm running and the way that I'm running it and the time that I'm putting into it and the pleasure I'm getting out of it, the energy that I'm getting out of it, is that all in alignment with my health goals and my um, goals of relationships with my husband and my children or my spouse and my children and my you know, brothers and sisters and um, and how does that fit in with my volunteer work that I want to do? And, um, and monetarily, am I getting where I want to go? And so being clear about those North Star objectives to help make the decisions about where you, where you want to go in the business and what you want to do in the business, I found was, um, it, it helped relieve a lot of the stress and Im- improve my decision-making skills because I had a good game plan that I wanted to go after as to why I was doing the business that I was doing and where I wanted it to take me to. And the moment when it didn't fit all those boxes is the moment that for, for um, the CXM Digital Marketing Group, as example, I, w- I had to choose, gosh, this isn't getting me where I need to go and where I want to go. And it's time for me to step out, which was in part why I wasn't adding great value to my customers and clients anymore, nor were, and being a great leader to the team. It just was kind of like all unraveling. So I just, I figured it out and went, oh, okay. We need to exit out now <laughs> on a positive note, as opposed to running into the ground, which is yeah. that can happen too. And it happens to a lot of companies, 70% of them within five years. So it's, it's not, <laughs> the numbers are hard. Yeah. If you get past five years, you're doing really, really well. All right, a quick break from the interview here in celebration of National Women's Small Business Month. Flip is hosting the first ever free virtual event for women in business called Her Future. Join Flippa on October 18th, 2022 at 11 a.m. Central to listen and learn from a panel of award-winning CEOs, advisors, investors, and awesome founders on how to become a successful online business acquisition entrepreneur. They're seeking funding, how to run online business, and exit your online business. Register now at flippa.com slash events slash her dash future. That's flippa.com slash events slash her dash future. Definitely check this out if you're seeking funding or you're trying to operate an online business or you're looking to exit an online business. All the links will be in the description. So definitely check that out. Yeah. And you know, you answered multiple questions that I, I had for you, like timing and things like that. You pretty much nailed those. So that kind of takes us to our, our finale question of knowing what you know now, what would you tell yourself 10 years ago? Yeah, I would say um, make time to reflect on the big North Star objectives in your life. Um, Think about that before you get started in a new venture um, to help help you in the decision-making process about, is this going to be a good choice for me or not? Um, A couple of key questions around that is, am I able to add value to the thing I'm going to go do? Am I going to be able to add value to these clients I'm going to work with? Um, to the team I might be bringing on board. Um, and then secondly, am I aligned with the strategic direction in which we're going, the tactical things we're going to be doing? If you find yourself in a situation where your ethics are being compromised because of people that you, you know, brought into your group or, or, um, in some way you're not able to stay aligned with how you're getting there, investors may get involved and they can shift things on you. Um, being clear about where you want to go first and how you want to get there helps with those kinds of decisions. Uh, again, um, being fearless and tenacious, uh, I think um, I would 
let myself know, Hey, you, you got to remember it's a marathon. <laughs> it's not a sprint <laughs> and, and, and you've got to uh, do the things you need to do to pace yourself to make it through the marathon. Um, I definitely had to catch myself and other people had to remind me of that several times, you know, you get burnt <laughs> out uh, really quickly if you don't. Um, so making those, those kinds of, uh, incremental times in your decision-making processes, um, and setting your North star objectives up front for yourself and your whole personal, personal pieces to really know if it's going to be a good decision. And then once you're in it, reevaluate periodically, Hey, how are things actually going for me as a whole person? Not just the revenue on the company is going great. And I'm, you know, uh, the teams, you know, we've got a solid team and new clients coming on board, but how am I actually affecting the rest of my life and my world around me too? Um, before you end up in a divorce or angry, you know, separation from partners, etc. Yeah. Well <laughs> said. Things. Yeah. Well said. Well said. Well, you had multiple successful exits and, you know, I'm sure everybody listening is, is curious as to what you're working on now. <laughs> So that side gig that I was doing, um, where I was working with, you know, executives and leaders and where they might go next, um, evolved. I kept getting told, gosh, you know, this, this is really great stuff. You have amazing success rates at people landing in next positions within, you know, 87% of the time they're landing in their next gig in under 90 days. And that, and I didn't think that was all that fantastic, but other people said, oh yeah, that's pretty damn amazing. Um, and the way you go about it, it's just, um, really re, re uh, invigorating to the individuals who are participating. You got to take this, you know, program that you're offering as face to face and take it online and go national and go big. And I'm like, Oh, really? <laughs> so I, um, so I ended up in 2019 fourth quarter coming up with this brilliant idea that I should launch a platform that helps these individuals do the one thing they don't do very well, which is staying connected to their network. So we created a personal CRM that sends them little reminders about, um, Steve, it's time to get in touch with Patrice. And it's been three months since we last talked to ask her about how the business is going and et cetera. So little prompts with a click to call, click to email, et cetera, which ultimately grew into this platform of bringing the entire, um, onboard, you know, on-demand training, on-demand career strategist and, um, a facilitated um, way of tracking goals and achieving them for career development that helps people get through their next stage of, I want to get into the next level of leadership, or I want to become a co-founder, or I want to become a board member. So it's a career development platform that's totally employee centric and can be used by the leader or by their team member um, for them to be better leaders to their team members to also help them with their career strategy planning with the individual leading the goal setting and aligning to company goals. Um, but from that employee perspective, not so much. This is the performance metrics. Make sure you hit them and we'll keep you on board. Otherwise, we're letting you go as an employee. So there's a whole different mindset that with the great resignation, um, we have been really ramping that whole business up um, to help support both those choosing to step out, but also also companies struggling with talent acquisition and retention and creating a really great benefit that truly aligns the individuals with the company so that they know they're, they're doing something there that's important and that they um, should be heard and be passionate about what they're doing. So very super excited about where we're going with it and the impact on companies and how they're going to handle 
um, performance management and in career growth within their own ranks. So very cool. We're up to now. <laughs> very cool. Well, wherever you guys are listening on iTunes or Spotify, all the links that Patrice mentioned will be in these show notes. But thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your story, Patrice. Thank you, Steve. Great time. Thanks again. 